Oh, hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. But this week on the show, we're talking about Oscar nominations. As always, I'm your host, Corbin's a vocal. And uh, joining me, our very own Bad Miracle, my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, how's it going, man? <laughs> going great. Yeah, it's kind of a tough intro, but uh, still respected, I guess. But uh, yeah, excited to be here, man. One of my favorite, you know, just times of the year, Oscar season. Uh, exciting for a couple reasons. People get to win awards and, and we get to talk about them. So uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. The Oscars are always fun. You and I both don't know the nominations. They were officially released today as we're recording this. We've avoided them all day. We've been waiting because back in September, we played a game with our good buddy, Carter Sims, and he's back here once again, joining us to talk Oscar nominations. Carter, how's it going? Talk to me, Goose. I'm excited. Happy to be here. And I'm already standing on the ground. I got Marcel in my background. No one can see, but I want everyone to know that Marcel the Shell is my background today. Good to be here. Happy to have you again. And you didn't come alone. You brought your partner, your very own dynamic duo. I think I referred to you as Batman and Robin in the past, but if we were to kind of put it in context of 2022 movies, maybe you guys are like Patrick and Colm from the Banshees of Inishirin or mm. Maverick and Rooster from Top Gun, Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker. I'll let you guys pick who's who. <laughs> oh, uh, he's white. Just cocaine and sex in Babylon. And, and of course, Puss and his boots from Puss and Boots. <laughs> Uh, but you brought Jackson Mihuron, the man, the myth, the legend, also your co-host of the Rough Cut Retrospective and fifth time guest, fourth time, who knows? Wow. Returning champ. That's what Jackson, I welcome back, man. Uh, I prefer to be the kitty soft paws of the group. So yeah, we'll <laughs> stick I, with am that. I, am I El Perro then? Uh, Perito, you mean? Perito, whatever. God, did you even was. watch that movie? Did you even own it like I did? I showed up before. I'm, I'm death. That's all I know. <laughs> Great to have you guys back. Uh, like I said, Carter, you also don't know the nominations. Jackson, you do know the nominations. I do. Because you're going to kind of be the host and uh, run things back. And, and we'll pick a winner of that game that we played. Jackson, do you want to explain what we did for the people? Yeah, of course. Way back when on a podcast I wasn't included in, uh, you guys <laughs> predicted uh, how the Oscar nominations were going to go. You had a little catch, though. You could only use one movie for each category. So if Corbin picked, uh, I don't know, let's see, Fire of Love for documentary, he couldn't pick that for best drama. One, that wouldn't make sense. And two, because he already picked it in the documentary slot. So, yeah, that's kind of the rules they did. And now that the nominations are out, I am going to announce them and we're going to see who got the most correct. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And today we're just doing Oscar nominees. And then we're doing an episode with you guys mm -hmm. coming out this Friday where we kind of predict our winners. Mm -hmm. um, so this is first reactions, just kind of what are we thinking off the rip? And then we'll come in with the, the hard, well thought out 24 hours <laughs> of thinking uh, for the picks on over at the Rough Cut Retrospective. Yeah, and I think oh, we yeah. should mention as well, we did this last year as well. And uh, we had a clear champion. And, and a couple clear losers. So our, def <laughs> our defending champion is the man himself, obviously, Carter Sibbs, who uh, has gotten a reputation, at least on this podcast, as being a bit of an Oscar expert. Corbin, what do you think? Do you think we have a chance of uh, dethroning him this year? How are you feeling? Well, I did want to hit the scores from last year real quick. So yeah. Ooh, don't please do. do. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> in third place of three was our good 
good buddy Cody Webb with three points. Uh, in second place was myself, Corbin, uh, with eight points. And then Carter just sweeping the floor with uh, 13 points. So oh. I do feel better this year just because once we did it, once our, I felt I readjusted, I recalibrated, I understood the game the second time around. So I think my score may be higher than eight. Uh, benefit is we also added two nomination categories <laughs> so that gives us an extra chance uh best documentary and best international but i just think i understood the game a little better so i expect it to be higher than eight but i wouldn't be surprised if uh carter takes it home again because he is the oscars person well going off that i feel worse about this year i felt pretty good last year but i can definitely tell before we even get into this that there were some some misses on my end but I have faith in Cody, at least, to get more than three. There's got to be more than three for Cody this year, mainly because we aligned on many. So I hope he gets more than three. So here's I was going to say that. You guys matched on a lot. So yes, we did. I was a little bit more of a wild card. We'll see who that pays off in favor of. Fingers uh, crossed. Do we want to get into it? I'd love to. Let's do, do it. it. Jackson, take it away. All right. I believe the first category we're starting out with is the new one, which is Best Documentary Feature Film. Uh, do you guys want to go over your choices first? Sure. Yeah, I picked uh, a film called Navalny, which I had seen at the time. And it's a documentary about Alexei Navalny and an assassination attempt on his life by the Russian government, particularly the Putin headed Russian government. I don't know. I'm not feeling too confident about this, but uh, you two match. So. <laughs> yes, uh, I picked as well as Cody picked uh, Fire of Love, uh, which at the time I had not seen. Uh, still have not seen it, but it's on Disney Plus, so I'm planning to mm -hmm. check it out. But yeah, just about about uh, volcanologists that were in love and study volcanoes. Looked like some sick footage, a National Geographic joint. I thought it looked pretty, and I think that's why Cody did too, hopefully, why he picked it. Yeah, I, I think the trailer pretty much won me over on this one. Uh, just from the volcano uh, you know, visuals alone, I feel fairly confident it'll get nominated just because of that. I believe Corbin, you saw it and uh, you had some not so great things to, to say about it, but it seemed a little biased to me just because uh, we had both picked it. But yeah, <laughs> I thought it was all right. Uh, I think <laughs> I do know one movie that I is going to get nominated, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Spoiler alert, I think. Oh, but wow. I also saw that one and I also wasn't super high on it. So maybe I'm just not into documentaries this year. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but Jackson, what, what are the picks? And the nominees are all That Breathes, All the Beauty and Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Nalvany. Oh. Navel oh. Navel wow. There you go. You, you guys all got a point. You snuck in, Corbin. Off to a good start. I like that. I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> Navalny came out a lot earlier in the year, so I thought, I was like, uh, maybe people forgot about it. Glad to see it on there. I think it's actually pretty decent. But yeah, moving on to best international film, Corbin and Cody picked a little thing called RRR. Boys, why'd you pick that? Well, we picked it because it was popular and it was on Netflix. Um, the thing is, India didn't pick it. <laughs> so <Yeah>. um, unfortunately, <laughs> individual countries decide which movie they nominate from their country to go into the best international Oscar. India did not pick RRR. So we, we were kind of dead in the water months ago. Um, yeah. But Cody, you liked this movie. Oh, I love this movie. And uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of tough a couple months ago when it came out that um, it clearly wasn't going to be nominated. But nonetheless, I mean, it deserves to be nominated, I would say. Uh, I, I'm not sure what any nominated. I'm sure Jackson will tell us. 
But um, this is one of the most fun movies I saw all year. So kind of a shame it got left out. Yeah, um, I I deviated. I didn't go RRR, even though it was definitely a justified pick. I think it might sneak in somewhere else later, depending on how the Golden Globes went. Um, so I think it might sneak in for original song, maybe. But uh, I went for a, a movie from Belgium called Close, uh, which I didn't know much about other than I heard that uh, Lucas Daunt, the director, had a movie called Girl in 2018 that just barely missed the cut. Uh, for the Oscars last year, and I thought that he's a young filmmaker, it's his time, and it's it seemed like a kind of sad-sounding movie. And uh, the Academy always loves putting a, a mellow a mellow international feature in there. So I thought it would be sad, and I went with Close. Had that, I had that A24 stamp of approval as well. That as well. Yep, you betcha. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO and the Quiet Girl. Quiet Girl. EO, a movie about a donkey, uh, but <gasps> not the donkey in Jackson's background. That Big year for donkeys. Wow. Donkey super fan. Damn. I watched Argentina 1985 today because I, I had a hunch. It was pretty good. Golden nice. Globe winner, right? Yeah. Nice court procedural movie. I'm looking to check out close. And I don't think we all knew the power of All Quiet on the Western Front that it was going to be back in September. So. Excited to see that here. I think we're going to see it a lot more coming up. Yeah, I think so. Should be in best picture, honestly. But yeah, should. What a banger. All right, moving on to the next category, which is best makeup and hairstyling. Who'd you guys get? We all went different for the first uh, deviation here. This is where I threw in Babylon. I, I think it's deserving, but the movie's just very mixed with everybody. Um, and I, I don't know if it got any nominations, but yeah, Babylon. Bulls. All everyone's a fool for not liking Babylon. It's going to be a masterpiece <laughs> in a couple of years. Everyone's going to come to terms with it. I went with the Batman uh, for uh, Colin Farrell fat suit because the Academy loves a fat suit. And uh, Robert Pattinson puts eye black around his eyes too. That happens. So yeah, I just went with that. It was either that or the whale back in the day, if I recall, because again, fat suit. But I went with the Batman because I wanted to put the whale elsewhere. Foreshadow. And uh, yeah, I ended up going with blonde. Uh, mostly just for the makeup and hairstyling, you know, namesake of the category, you would say. But uh, yeah, the thing about this film is uh, it, it's really, really bad. So <laughs> I don't know if it'll get any nominations in general, but out of the ones, I would say it probably is the best chance maybe in a, a smaller category like this. So uh, kind of hopeful, but definitely not expecting it. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis and the whale. Carter, you were right. They do love a fat suit. They love a fat suit. It's Three just... fat suits made it in. <laughs> yes, Elvis too. Gosh, <laughs> they love a fat suit. Man, that's kind of shocking about Blonde, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could get in there, but maybe not. Toby Maguire's makeup, I feel like. The, you didn't even mention that, but... Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Man, Justice rip. for Babylon. That's all. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. You never, you never know. All right. Let's move on to best production design. I went actually all quiet on the Western front, which is a pick I feel about really good about in hindsight. I think this might've been my most sneaky pick of the Definitely. entire competition. Definitely. If it somehow misses and it gets a nomination everywhere else, I'll be really upset, but Tough. all quiet on the Western front. It's obviously world war one trends warfare. You're trying to, you know, there's a lot to, to represent there. Uh, for me, I went black Panther Wakanda forever 
uh, the original Black Panther got a nominee in this category back in the day. So I think that was my sole reasoning of putting it in here. I feel okay about it. The fact that it got a makeup and hairstyling might make me feel a little better, but I don't know. Uh, there were a lot of other ones out there that probably could be here, but I'm about 50-50 on it. So Black Panther Wakanda forever for me. Yeah, then lastly, I went with the Batman uh, in this one. Kind of the same thing as Carter. Like, I don't know how to feel about it just because it did get nominated for makeup and hairstyling. Maybe it's getting a bunch of noms. Maybe it was kind of a 50-50 between these those two. But uh, yeah, a lot of cool set designs. So uh, yeah, I feel somewhat confident. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. Damn it. <laughs> Avalon in production design, though. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, a little score, uh, score update for you guys. Corbin has two correct. Carter has three correct. And Cody has one correct. Hey, like deja, deja vu all over here. <laughs> you're on pace, Cody. There's a lot more. You're, you're, you're doing fine. True, true. I'm glad Carter just finally missed one there. Yeah, finally. I thought he was going to go perfect. Recup the Russian. All right, let's move on to best costume design. Uh, so I went with blonde here. You know, this, she had to wear the Marilyn Monroe outfits, basically, right? A lot of <laughs> yeah. iconic ones. If this movie, like Cody gets said, if this movie didn't fucking suck, <laughs> maybe it would get in. But I went with the Woman King. I uh, haven't seen any nominations for it yet. After it kind of had a moment later half of the year with uh, some certain guild awards, but I'm not seeing it anywhere yet, which makes me a bit concerned. But the costumes were sick in that movie, and I thought it was a crowd-pleasing movie. Maybe it'll show up later. Yeah, The Woman King. Not feeling great about it, but who knows? Before we uh, hear Cody's pick, I, I do want to address the fact Cody and I made a little bit of a wager oh, regarding The Woman King and its potential nominations uh, in this last episode that we did. And uh, it was 20 bucks. I said, Woman King, no nominations. So just oh. keep that uh, in the back of your head. Oh. As Someone will be paying somebody. <laughs> I know what's happening. You guys Uh-oh. don't. <laughs> Scary. Very true. So yeah, basically, I'm just rooting for Carter in this category, if I'm being honest, uh, because I picked Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> and just not a good movie. So worst pick. Tough. Well, I mean, uh, this category kind of makes sense because it is like a period piece. So... Maybe they just threw uh, David O. Russell bone here because I felt bad, but uh, I highly doubt it. And the nominees are Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck all the way off. Our first Ofer category. Yeah, none of you guys got one. Mrs. Um, Harris Goes to Paris. That means it's a movie about fashion design. It's got to get a, a nominee at some all, point. All that means now is that I have to watch that movie. <laughs> God. Um, super tough. excited for everything everywhere, though. Great, great deserving that is, Oscar. That is very cool. Yeah, interesting. Another one for Elvis, too. I feel like that's mm-hmm. been said in almost every category so far. I watched Elvis last night. It kind of sucks, if I'm being honest. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I'm also not white. a fan. I'm like, not. That scene is terrible. It was, was worse than I thought it would be. Timothy, it's oh, tough. Gosh. All right, should we move on to best sound? Yes, sir. You boys got. Speak of the devil for you. Speak of the devil. This is where <laughs> I brought in Elvis. Yes. You know, it's a it's a, it's a song. 
movie. It's a movie about song. It's like Elvis Presley. If you don't have good sound, then you're kind of screwed. It's popped up a lot. I'm feeling confident here. I took the winner of this award when the when the Oscars come around. That's that top what you said. Yeah, standing by it. Uh, top Gun Maverick. I mean, geez, the Jets. Gosh, that's great. A lot of good sound. Saw it in the theater. It was banging. So Top Gun Maverick is my pick. Yeah, that's a good one. I went with the Women King. Uh, so hopefully, you know, it does hit here. That that would be nice for uh, for twenty bucks. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we haven't heard it yet, so uh, definitely definitely a little worried. I'd say. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Oh, <laughs> I was sweating. I was, I was worried for alphabetical, you, so holy cow! Nothing I could do about that. If the Woman King took the Top Gun spot, I would have quit the podcast. I not... <laughs> After getting the nomination, is it still going to win Best Sound? You think? Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. Yeah, I could I see know. Batman. Shut your mouth! I'm I was actually cool. excited that the Batman got that nom. Batman. That's really yeah. Cool. It's cool that it got in. So is that two yeah. so far for it, or two or three? Three for the Batman. I think it's costuming. And makeup and hairstyling, or it didn't get okay. It didn't get costume. It got makeup and oh, hairstyling. Okay. So two, nice. That's dope. It didn't get uh, production design, which I think is kind of terrible for it. But that is unfortunate. But I think it's because yeah. they probably also hated Bruce Wayne's manner in a similar way that I did. So. <laughs> that you did, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What's next, Jackson? Amazing. Uh, we are going to best visual effects. Cool. So I took the obvious pick here with Avatar: The Way of Water. Solid. Obviously, I knew right. Avatar was going to get nominated other places, but this is the most guaranteed shoe-in. If this movie doesn't get VFX, tear the whole system down. Yeah, probably the winner there, if I had to guess, but maybe not. We'll see. I went against my better judgment with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and I always get this wrong because I always pick the wrong Marvel movie. So it's either this or Black Panther, and if it's if it's Black Panther, I'll be sad. If it's Thor: Love and Thunder, I'll be even sadder. So <laughs> there's no way it's. Thor, I don't Love think. And I don't think it'll be that. But Cody and I shared this one. We're back in sync on this one. Yeah, I think just for that floating head in uh, Thor four, <laughs> that just takes it out completely. But yeah, again, I'm with you, Carter. I don't feel too confident, especially after seeing the movie. But uh, I have missed five in a row as well. If anybody's counting, so uh, <laughs> here comes number six. But, yeah, go for oh, it. Oh no. All right, and the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Damn it! Every so, time! For those keeping score, Corbin and Carter are now tied at four, and Cody is still in this with one. Oh, yeah. We're not, not even ha- we're not halfway there. Exactly, exactly. I picked Eternals last year. What an idiot. <laughs> I think I did, picked Eternals for production design, so don't yeah. worry. It could be worse. We were excited. All right, we're moving on to best editing. Yeah, this was a bad category for all three of us last year. Um, we all missed, yes. so hoping we can do better. We did all three pick a different movie. I went Fablemans. My thinking was movies that get nominated for best picture are also nominated for best editing. Fablemans seemed like a good block for best picture at the time and i still feel pretty good about it same thought process for me i went with everything everywhere all at once here um in editing it could have fallen anywhere else in a lot of places i feel like but 
I felt like the just the editing is insane and everything everywhere. There's a lot of things going on, plot lines, storylines, effects. So I was like, I, it feels pretty good to me. So same as Corbino, feeling good about this one. Definitely more crucial to the plot than than mine. But. Yeah, well, hopefully it gives it a little boost. But it's a movie about movie making, and there's editing in that. So you get to Maybe see it's him edit. Maybe an award, so. yeah, for him doing the actual yeah, editing so. in the movie. Who's to say? And, and something I guess we can even address now is that the way these categories work, it's the individual craftspeople voting for these categories and nominating. So it's True. You know, it's the editors vote for editing specifically. So you know, I guess there would be an appreciation from for that for sure. Good point. Yep. And uh, I would say everything ever all at once uh, is not only a shoo-in to get nominated, but a shoo-in to win uh, pretty easily. But uh, I did not pick that. I picked The Sun, the Hugh Jackman <laughs> uh, sort of sequel. You know, Hugh Jackman vehicle? Yeah, the vehicle. It's a nice vehicle. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, I haven't seen this film yet. I haven't heard the best things from it. So that's a bit worrying. And also... Uh, hasn't been nominated for anything you know technical before this either so that's also worrying so uh yeah probably another miss incoming but uh go for it jackson and the nominees are the banshees of inishirin elvis everything everywhere all at once tar and top gun maverick oh the fableman's out yeah damn that hurts over, i think that replaces elvis sheesh Elvis has a lot of editing. I don't know if it's the best though. Yeah, like, oh, that's ooh. That's surprising. Yeah. Not for the sun though, cuz god, I saw that <laughs> 2 days ago. What a shit show that movie. We was. all thought that was going to be better than it was. It was I don't Oscar Beatty as hell, yeah. yeah. That's not his fault. Don't worry, that's Ew. coming up later for me. It's going to be worse <laughs> for me. Brother. It's coming up for me as well. It's going to be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. My boy Hugh let me down. It's tough. <laughs> uh best original score. Well, you know, I took a hit there on Fablemans, but I'm I'm ready to come back here, uh, knowing what Cody and and Carter both picked together. Um, I went Top Gun Maverick because of the Hans Zimmer Lady Gaga power connection, so I, I believed in that. This is also funny because, uh, what movie did you pick for this one, Cody? Yeah, I was gonna bring it up, but first off, never bet against Lady Gaga. I learned that uh, last year. But uh, yeah, did I pick Empire of the Sun, Empire of the Light? Who knows? But uh, <laughs> neither of them are getting nominated, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I also picked Empire of Light. But yeah, Cody picked uh, Steven Spielberg's 1987 hit, <laughs> Empire of the Sun. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go somewhere different. This is not a tough one for me. I'm going to go with Empire of the Sun, which we've not talked about. And uh, Thomas Newman is doing the score for that movie. It is getting some buzz. Uh, this is another one kind of just like I ran out of stuff. So I don't know a ton about this movie, but Thomas Newman is a pretty respected, you know, it, at his craft, I believe. So, yeah, we're going to take him. I, I think he's got a good shot of getting on this year. I like I'm it. I, Sam Mendy's film. Uh, is just, no, yeah, it I is. It down. is Empire of the Sun. You're right. Is it's it? a, okay. Sam, Sam Mendy's film. Sam Mendes. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Empire yeah. of Light is the Sam Mendes. Empire of Light. That's Empire what Light. it is. There you go. <laughs> Empire of the Sun is a Steven Spielberg film from the 80s. Yeah, that's what I just looked up and I couldn't find it. So I was like, eh, got it. It's Empire of the Sun. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. Let me, because Thomas Newman's not doing this score. <laughs> so what's going on, buddy? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, give me two seconds. Did Thomas Newman? Okay, here's what <laughs> I want to do: a retake. Empire of the Light. 
Here's what I think you've done. I think you looked up Empire of the Sun. Trent Reznor and Atticus Rocks, though. So yes, but I but I don't know where you got Thomas Newman because John Williams did the score of Empire of the Sun. So I think you're just high. I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, But we'll keep Empire of the Light. I mean, it it is getting a lot of buzz, and that's that's one of the Oscar bait movies. And uh, you know, if Thomas Newman's not doing it, it's probably a good thing. So I don't think it's that respected. So I'll I'll go with the other guys here who actually did the score. Thomas Newman did do the score for 1917, so he has worked with Sam Mendes. Okay, so some, there you go. Somewhere you did get it crossed, but Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the music for this movie, which are also that's basically if you're not going to pick Hans Zimmer, that's Might probably well the, the next next best. There you go. So good job, Cody, for <laughs> nice kind job, of falling into that one. Keep end up making sense, but uh, yeah, I think this is just really tradition. I got to make you know some sort of dumb mistake on the show. No, but, you stumbled uh, into greatness. True. I think. I think that uh, that's actually not a bad pick. Now that you say uh, that. not a bad pick, but yeah, I, I picked Empire of Light as well. Um, this movie was an abomination, um, and there really wasn't much going on with the score. I picked it because it was Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. And the the Academy loves them, but I don't think the Academy loves this movie. So I'm looking for a, another L for you and I, Cody. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Oh, there's your Fablemans. <laughs> Nobody got one this time. Baby God got L again. Let's yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think I got coming in song, even though we didn't do. Song I was going to say, this, I don't think you guys did song. It made me nah, panic while we I, were doing this recording. <laughs> she'll get song, but poor Hans, he'll win next year for Dune. So again, maybe. So Sweet. we'll see. Tough. I don't like All this. Right. I don't like what's happening. <laughs> so yeah, Corbin has four, Carter has five, Cody still at one, but hey, man, still a lot to go. I'm just going to say, shout out Babylon for getting an original score. Nom, nah, that's a six score. That's all. up with you here. I'm kind of surprised. I was uh, riding the subway like a week ago, and there was a guy just banging out to the Babylon score, just tapping the hell out of his leg. Absolutely was. I mean, yeah. Justin respect. Hurwitz doesn't miss. What a guy. All right, moving on to best cinematography. So uh, I went for Bardo, which uh, seemed like a good pick of the time. You know, Alejandro Inarritu Gangalis, the director one best director twice his movies have been nominated in this category before carter i like the way you described this movie uh, can, can you tell the people what it's about how would you describe it oh my god it's the most uh, like up its ass pretentious movie i've <laughs> ever seen and when uh, in your is pretty known for being kind of you know about himself and really just pretentious and stuff this was his fablemans a little bit right but yeah but like egregiously so like it, it was like oh just like i can't even yeah just shots that like didn't make sense cohesively just to like say hey i did this but i will give you credit corbin like it is a gorgeous looking movie like the shots are pretty cool what he does with the, what they do with the camera um so it might you might have a shot here um, yeah and the thing it, is- the thing is, you know, when Steven Spielberg makes a movie about how great of a filmmaker he is and how brilliant and genius he was, there's something a little bit endearing about it. But yeah, uh, I guess coming from him, it, it doesn't come across the same. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but check it out and see if you feel the same because it was a it was a journey, and it's also like three hours long, so it was it was tough. Speaking Just, of three hours long, I went with Avatar: The Way of Water. Again, I'm feeling worrisome because i picked this because it was nominated previously in this category in 2009 but that's why i picked black panther wakanda forever production design so that doesn't mean shit 
but it's also a gorgeous movie. I don't know if the Academy is going to knock back on it because there's a lot of visual effects more so than the original film. So I'm nervous. And Cody, I don't know if you're nervous with me because you picked this as well. Yeah, I did. Uh, be completely honest, I'm not very nervous. I think this is a, a shoe oh, win. I'm going to lock it in right now as uh, my second point. Uh, very, very much needed second point as well. But uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident. I mean, the last one straight up won it. So without a, a nom here, I, I would be pretty surprised. And and Cody and I also have another bet <laughs> uh, for $20 that if this movie wins, he bet me $20 that this movie will win. So right. when I take That's the Woman here. King $20 and then this movie wins, Damn. he's going to get it back. So it's kind of all net zero at the end of the day. But yeah. All right. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, oh. Elvis, Bardo Hive, Empire of Light, what? and Tar. Oh, oh my god, god. No. $40. Holy shit. I'm rich. No nomination from Avatar. God damn it. How dare I how dare I bet against Roger Deakins? Empire also, of Light gets in there, man. I will be right back. I'm so sorry. God, this guy. That's wild. Empire of the Light gets in there too. God, I'll the Deacons. That, the Deacons. I'll take that $40, Cody. Gosh. What else could women can get? Uh um, Viola Davis, best actress. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's screenplay maybe. Dang, dude, I feel like this avatar was it was kind of better looking than the last one. Loki. That feels that kind, kind of, of that feels like a know. snub to me. Yeah. It's the Not sequel thing. Time? That's wild. Yeah, it could no, be the sequel effect. <laughs> Do you think I think Avatar is gonna? I don't know. There's there's three more of them. The fifth one is gonna be amazing. So oh, uh, do you let think that that's, one win best you think it's gonna be like a Return of the King situation? Like we're waiting for the last one. Maybe. I hope not. I'm curious to see what happens with Dune. Honestly, if Avatar five wins best picture, I will never they, watch Masters again. Yeah, but are they gonna make more Dune movies though after the second one? Because there's a lot of books. So I think Denis always said that like he would be interested in doing. I think like the first and second book, if he was going to do it. Uh-huh. So I think it would be these two as two, mo- like the first book is two movies and then just mm. one movie for the third book. Interesting. So maybe there'll be another one, but obviously there hasn't been anything announced. They didn't even officially announce part two until it kind of money. after the first yeah. one. Yeah. No. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I love that the, the donkey is like right up on the microphone perfectly. <laughs> Awesome. Looks great. Are we gonna see a Paul Mescal? Um because I thought I thought that fifth slot was for Hugh Jackman this whole time, and then I saw the movie and it's not for him. So yeah, it's it was definitely like wide open. But I don't know. We'll see. It could be him still. Tom People Hanks, a man Jackman. called Otto. Mm, that would be the, the most academy <laughs> pick of all time. That's a 90s academy pick if I've ever seen one. I'm so sorry. I'm back. Anyways, you're fine. We're back. He said annoying, <laughs> annoyed. No, we're keeping it all in. So <laughs> no, don't. No, no, like this whole conversation. So. <laughs> okay. We've, just, right. we've we did all our best stuff while you were gone. Oh, great, perfect. Moving on to best animated. I went with uh, a pick that my co-host Cody was too spineless to make. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, not the Disney Pinocchio. Um, yes. God. I actually got to go see um, at the Museum of Modern Art here in New York City, the actual like sets that they built for this film. It's very beautiful. It's handcrafted stuff, tireless effort, the animators, the people who made it, 
Um, this is definitely deserving of a nomination. And personally, I think a win. I don't think it'll get it because of uh, a movie that I can see on my screen right now, potentially. Um, but but I think Pinocchio is getting a nom at the very least. Um, yeah, great pick. I went with the movie that I had seen at the time, uh, Turning Red, uh, which I thought was just pretty phenomenal. Uh, and Pixar, I think it's the Pixar pick of the year. Definitely not Lightyear. Um, so... I feel feel good about turning red. I feel good about Pinocchio too. I think it might win, Corbin. Also, I know you're referencing Marcel the Shell here, um, but I don't know. It's a good animated year, I think. So, and Cody, we're back on the board with the dub. I can tell you right now because you yeah, also man. did Turning Red, buddy. I did. Uh, I feel like that may be a jinx uh, since I did that just with Avatar in the last one. <laughs> Knocking on wood. <laughs> Same. Uh, but yeah, Pinocchio is a great pick from Corbin, and he, he, you are correct. Uh, I'm not even going to argue with you. <laughs> spineless, just spineless uh, after the year before <laughs> I picked it. Then just no confidence in Guillermo the next year. So that's my own fault. But uh, I feel decent about turning red, so hopefully it's in there. And the nominees are Del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots' The Last Wish, Let's go. Dub. The Sea Beast, Oh, and Netflix? turning red. Hey, there we go, Cody. We're back. I have not seen the Sea Beast. That's the Netflix I one, either. right? I think so. This is a very strong category this year. I got to say, super strong. Very yeah, we didn't even mention Puss in Boots. I feel like that. I don't know. I don't know what the favorite here is, honestly. It's a strong category. Holy yeah, cow. Puss in Boots is the movie that I actually like the best of all of those. I enjoyed it a lot. It's very good. I loved Marcel. Ooh. Jackson, do you? Do you own Puss in Boots? I do own Puss in Boots. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, I'm a big Puss in Boots. Puss, Puss in Boots. <laughs> Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Yeah, that's what we call ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I love the movie. Big fan. Big fan. Not the big first fan. one. The first one is hot garbage. That sucks and yeah, should never be watched. Like, but the second one, it's a game changer. Is what it I say. Is. Justice for Humpty Dumpty. No, he can Zach, die. Zach Alphanakis? <laughs> Is that who it was? I think so. We're getting derailed. All yeah, right. Anyway. Best original screenplay. Bring it in, host. <laughs> uh, so I went decision to leave. In the past couple of years, the Academy has become increasingly more international. And with movies like Parasite or even um, Drive My Car last year, getting recognition, I thought a movie that was really successful at Cannes, like Decision to Leave from Park Chan Wook, had a shot here. But uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of wavered in the last few weeks, so I could see it getting left out. But a good movie, kind of Hitchcock-esque. Yeah, it was cool. I, I saw Decision to Leave in a theater. It was really fun. Um, I went with Amsterdam, and it's not going to be here, and I'm just going to move on to Cody because it's a terrible <laughs> script and a terrible movie by a terrible man. So I'm going to move on to Cody Webb. What'd you pick, buddy? Agreed. Uh, I went with Nope here. Um, I don't know what to feel about this. No other noms really from it, but I feel like this category may be on the thinner side this year, but uh, honestly, I have no idea what's going to get nominated, so I'm interested to find out. I would nominate Nope. I would pick Nope. I, would I mean, I would be to win, but, but we're not the Academy, Corbin. So. We're not. I'd pick Amsterdam, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the nominees are The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, the Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Oh, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, like when I was doing this the the first time, I had Amsterdam slash Triangle of Sadness. 
and then I went with Amsterdam. So that's a that's a big L for me. Wow. Sorry. I'll forgive you. Thank we you. uh we did really bad there. Let's I never might do that's equally bad it off, boys. on okay. this next one. What is it, Jackson? All right, we're moving to best adapted screenplay. Um so Carter and I actually matched on this one, I think for the first time. And it was uh Glass Onion, a knives out story, obviously adapted because it's based on the characters of the first movie, Knives Out. But I mean, haven't seen it pop up at all. Maybe Ryan, you know, maybe Ryan Johnson gets a little bit of love, but it is a sequel. Good movie. I think it's deserving of a nomination for sure. But I I feel good about it because if it's here, this is the exact thing that happened when it was nominated the previous time because it only got nominated for screenplay and that was it. And so if it's here and nowhere else, that would be on par and I still feel good about it. And Cody, I don't know about yours. <laughs> Yeah, I ended up going with uh, White Noise, the Netflix uh, film, Noah Baumbach. Uh, good cast. You know, in hindsight, I, I don't feel bad about the pick. It just kind of got very mixed reception, it seems. So I, I would be surprised if it got nominated. But Glass Onion, uh, I would think it would be there. So I think you guys are going to double up here on the points. Justice for White Noise. Justice for Greta Gerwig. <laughs> um, yeah, Corbin loves that. She'll get her due. Just really tough to adapt. Uh, he did the best he could. I've been reading that book actually, and yeah, it is. It's pretty dense. Yeah. You don't even know if it's nominated or not. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. <laughs> oh, I thought it was gonna be woman king. Uh, oh, dang! Top Gun Maverick getting this the screenplay mm-hmm. nom is pretty cool. Okay, I have a question. What is Glass Onion adapted from? It's Knives adapted out. from Knives Out, which was an original screenplay. Oh, but come now on! It's, Sequels, now it's, yeah. Uh, okay, that's so weird. So that's why Top Gun is is that then too? Yeah, because it's, it's a, so strange. Adapted from a yeah. yeah, weird. Okay, fair enough. It's the um, Academy's weird. Well, and, and you know, it, it actually is not su- too surprising to see Living there. That's obviously yeah, based that's on a... the Kurosawa film, which I think, I mean, it's also a very well loved film. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe it'll pop up. Excellent. All right. Let's move on to Best Director. So for Best Director, um, I went Sarah Polly. Maybe no uh, 20 years ago, not a lot of women getting nominated for Best Director. But in the past two years, we've had two women nomi- or nominated and won uh, with Chloe Zhao in 2020. And then um, Jane Campion. Jane Campion last year, The Power of the Dog. And I, I was hoping, you know, Sarah Polly will come in as well. But I don't know. I'm not feeling too hot about this one. I had Damien Chazelle for Babylon. And in a perfect world, a world with sane people, this would be here. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence because I didn't think this would be a very well-loved movie at the Academy, but it's gotten a few hit or miss here. So it might be a, a, sh- a shocker to get in there, but I don't know. There's a lot of big name directors in here, so I don't know if it'll make it, but I'm with Damien Giselle. For Cody's sake, I hope it's here. Yeah, we teamed up again here. I believe everyone we've teamed up. Oh, no, turning red hit. So maybe we're on a roll here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of what you said there, Carter. I think it's got like two or three technical noms. So kind of hard to judge, but like best director is always loaded. So maybe he slid in that fifth spot, but uh, I would be a little surprised. I will say, I think both of our, both Sarah Polly and Damien Chazelle may be more worthy than some of the people who do get 
nominated here, but let's hear them. And the nominees are Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inishirin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinart for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Osland for Triangle of Sadness. Uh, oh, Triangle, Triangle of Sadness. sadness. I, I like that movie, I do, but I don't A know. A director nom? It's interesting. Man, that's some snubs there for sure. Mm-hmm. I would throw Joseph Kaczynski in there before Ruben for Top Gun, but what do I know? What do I know? Academy? I throw Damien Giselle in there actually. I like the I like the Tar Todd Field. Yeah, that's fun. Tar Hive right up. Tar Heads, I think they're called. Mm. All right. Moving on to best supporting actor. Don Sheedle for White Noise. Again, you know, this movie just wasn't really very very well liked. Um, but I don't know. These categories are weird. Best supporting actor, best supporting actress. You can you can get a random out of the blue person pop up um, last minute. So here's to hoping for uh, it's a Don's day. Uh, Don Cheadle was, was fun and white noise. I, I, he could show Murray. up. Yeah, that uh, little back and forth, the Elvis and Hitler thing was fun. Him and Adam Driver. I went with Brendan Gleeson for Banshees. Here's where I, was, I put my Banshees here. Um, I feel really good about this. Um, he randomly hosted SNL this year so i think he's been out there on the campaign trail but i could also see barry here uh keon keogan for uh banshees too so i don't know if they ate each other's nom but that's why not I both why not both banshees rise up so that's what i got yeah i would be surprised if if uh brendan gleason was not here i do think barry keogan deserves a nom as well so i back that i ended up going with anthony hopkins for armageddon time uh kind of on the same page with gorbin here you know, maybe they'll just throw him a bone because it's Anthony Hopkins. He was good. Uh, yeah, he's definitely. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I assume he's very good because he's he's Anthony Hopkins. But uh, yeah, might as well go with the the obvious pick. I think I said in the episode, <laughs> how can you bet against Anthony Hopkins at the Oscars? Tough True. To I think um, Anthony Hopkins was easily the best part of that movie. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Strong's accent was fun. <laughs> His Ray Romano impression. <laughs> And the nominees are Brendan Gleeson, Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry, Causeway. Oh, that's sick. Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans, Barry Keown, The Banshees of Inishirin, and Kihui Juan, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Damn. Future winner th- of the award. I think so. Cody, I, I think so. Judd Hirsch stole the Anthony Hopkins spot. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Anthony's going to be pissed, but that's all right. I don't get that one. Good Screen time on Judd Hirsch in that movie? Five minutes. It's like really short. Yeah. Yeah. Very long. Cool. That's cool. Right. Kihi Kwan. Yeah. Go him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Moving on to best supporting actress. So uh, I think we have to address Carter here first. Uh, what was your pick, Carter? My pick was for Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, which is definitely a supporting performance in the film. But due to Academy fraud and voting fraud, uh, she is running in Best Lead Actress, uh, so therefore ineligible. This is it's a travesty because I think if she was running here, she might win the award. But uh, but now I think she's up for with against Angela Bassett, which I think is a shoe in in this category now. Uh, but yeah, I have no ra- uh, horse in the race here, so I'll throw it back to Corbin. Yeah, I, I think she very may well have won this category, and now she may not even be nominated. 
for Tough. best actress, but we'll see. Um, I went Dolly De Leon for Triangle Sadness. There was a lot of buzz coming out of Cannes at the time. Great nom. Seeing Ruben Oslin get that director nom and then that other, you know, one that was up there makes me feel good about this, that uh, there's some eyes on this and we, we might even see it later down in the, in the picture category, but for sure. Yeah. A lot of shout out for Triangle Sadness. I ended up going with Jesse Buckley for uh, Women Talking. Uh, this was kind of a tough pick back in the day, too, because, I mean, there's so many good supporting actresses, I, I think, in this movie. I would guess that at least one of the women talking will be nominated, but hopefully it's my woman, and hopefully it's Jesse Buckley. <laughs> hopefully it's my woman. <laughs> Love it. And the nominees are Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Very cool. Uh, Hong Chow, The Whale. Oh. Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Inishirin. Nice. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's awesome. And Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, wow. that's cool. I like it. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to hurt her chances by splitting I think so it, too. which kind of sucks. But I would have thrown De Leon in the Jamie Lee Curtis slot, probably. That's probably fair. But yeah, I don't like the double, the double yeah. representation, personally. That, that hurts. No yes, women That's Tough. probably the most surprising because I feel like Stephanie Hugh has not been getting much love at all anywhere. And I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, she She's should great. be the one over Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, which I agree with to a certain extent. It's cool to yeah. see them both in here. Mm-hmm. The Hong Chow one, I mean, you know, it's also probably a shout out for her work in the menu this year as well. <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, she's film. fun in that. Um, she, I don't think she's, she's, I don't think she's not great in The Whale, to be honest. I, I don't, there's a lot of, it, there's a lot of pieces in The Whale that don't work. And uh, Sadie Sink being the main one. But yeah, that's that's cool nomination. A lot of first-time noms in that category, though, which is cool. So Interested to see who wins. I mean, do we think Angela Bassett's the favorite right now? Uh, I think it's that or... Carrie Condon? She's yeah. great in Banshees. Yeah, I really be. liked her. I did really like her in Banshees. It's a wide-open category. Man. I would say Angela Bassett, probably. But She's definitely the it, favorite it, it, right I, now. Because I feel like that's going to be a uh, It's Time Award. So we'll see. Or Jamie Lee Curtis, but I don't know. That this is Jamie Lee Curtis's first nomination, I think. So didn't get one for yeah, Friday. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, wow. it's her first. Good for her. That's crazy. <laughs> That's unfortunate. She didn't, Carter. Yeah. Just I missed can't it. it. Lindsay Sixth Lohan's the one looking in. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan took it from her. Category <laughs> wow. fraud. Category fraud. All right. Let's move on to best actor. Where you boys had two each, I believe. Yeah, we we decided to make it a little bit more difficult for uh, best actor and actress with picking two each. Um, so we matched on our first one, Brendan Fraser for the whale. Um, and I think this is probably a shoe in it, it's Brendan's ear. I would love to see him win this award. It's kind of for a complicated movie. That's very mixed with a lot of people. I'm kind of mixed on it myself, even about how to feel. Um, but his performance has a lot of heart and he is very good. He's a very deserving person of a nomination or and um, you know hopefully a win as well this is a tough category this year because i think it's a in my eyes it's a three horse race um not to spoil what i think the nominations might be but i think brendan fraser is definitely in that in the in the running for sure but we'll we'll see where it goes but corbin do you want to give your other pick yeah feeling a lot less strong about this last one uh because i went for hugh jackman in the sun there it is as we've talked about not a very good movie I think he would have been that fifth spot, but he's nowhere to be seen here. I don't think if this were like 1993, he'd be there, I think, Mm. but yeah, I don't feel good about 
that for you. Sorry. I, and it'll come, it'll come for me later. I feel worse about something later. So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to let Cody talk about uh, Austin Butler, baby, because we both had him. Yeah. I mean, me and, uh, Carter, uh, both took two of the best performances, I think of the year. Uh, the one we left out, obviously, uh, Banshees of Venturine, uh, you know, was it Colin Farrell? I, I think yeah. maybe he's the front runner. I would say, honestly, I think Austin Butler will win, which really pisses me off. But uh, I did take him <laughs> and Brendan Fraser both in the whale. I would assume heavily that these are both on here. Th- this is the changing point in the competition, boys, because I don't think I'm going to miss one going forward. So, yeah, Austin Butler, that, that stupid voice will haunt me forever, but I think he'll definitely come <laughs> out. And the nominees are Austin Butler, Elvis. Hey, butts. Colin Farrell, Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Mescal, After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. Damn. No Tom Hanks. <laughs> no Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Cruise got beat out, which is pretty crazy. Damn, Paul Mescal. Yeah. Wow, I have not seen that movie. Uh, Corbin, you saw it, didn't you? I have seen After Sun. I wasn't as high on it as everyone else, but it is kind of, you know, an up and coming performance that kind of makes sense here. Paul Mescal is very good in it, kind of playing this father figure. But yeah, Tom Hanks for Pinocchio and A Man Called Otto. We should have, you know, celebrated this man while we still you have did him. all that in one day. <laughs> oh, God. Does uh, does Paul Mescal eat the Austin Butler votes as like the young heartthrob? I hope so. I mean, that's all I say. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's between Brendan Fraser and Colin Farrell. And honestly, I don't care who gets it because I like them both. When we recorded this episode, uh, Cody, you talked about how much you disliked Austin Butler because he had not stopped being Elvis. And you were really hoping that by now he would have stopped. Um, (laughs) If you watch the Golden Globes, he he definitely has not stopped. (laughs) Um, And I think we're getting Elvis in Dune come September or October. Oh, yeah, baby. Do the voice. If he's doing that, dude, I, I might just walk out of theater, honestly. But. That's half a star deduction immediately. But then I'll see Florence Pugh and the star will go back up. <laughs> I'll back that. Big for you, Cody. Two there. Huge. Oh, yeah, do you want a score update? Okay, we got Corbin at eight points, Carter at 10 points, and Cody at four points. Let's go. Oh, hey, we beat last year. That's Anyone's all we really game. All right, now we're moving on to best actress. So again, we went two picks here. I'm feeling a lot more confident about both of my picks. Um, But again, we matched on one of them, all three of us. Kate Blanchett, Tar. uh, She's right here in the background right now. (laughs) And um, I really like this movie. It's my second favorite movie of the year. It kind of rides on Kate Blanchett's shoulders throughout. She makes Lydia Tar feel like a real person. Hell yeah. Agreed. I think she is in the running uh, with the other person on your guys' list. I think it's a two-horse race in that one um so i'll let you guys say your second picks and then i'll come in with my scary not feeling good pick yeah i'll just jump in i think michelle yo uh and everything ever all at once i mean i don't know that would be my personal pick but i feel like uh both her and camp kate blanchett are uh pretty much shoe ins to get nominated so again i'm feeling good here i think it's another two for two uh on both those yeah me and you both kate blanchett tar carter where'd you differ and uh outside of the michelle yo pick uh, I went with uh, a great film that I saw this year, Ana de Armas and Blonde. Yikes. This movie's terrible. I went with this pick because the Academy loves when celebrities play dead people. 
and when they're real dead people and when they were real famous dead people that they didn't award in their lifetime judy garland and uh judy as the most recent example i was feeling really bad going into this but seeing a uh a blonde nomination earlier i forget what it was in did we see one did we not see one we did see I think one. we saw one yeah i forget I, which one I, I fig- I th- yeah we talked about it which makes me feel a little better um colin farrell hyped her up at the golden globes which i was like oh we're back baby he was like he cried watching it i don't know if it was because it was really bad or really good so um i think colin farrell was putting the moves on man and armis but listen i can't blame buddy go for it ben affleck's <laughs> out of the picture now so go for it so yeah i went with Ana de armis and of course kate blanchett so expecting to get one for sure and the nominees are kate blanchett tar Ana de armis blonde <laughs> Wow. Andre Risenborough to Leslie. What the fuck? Michelle Williams, The <laughs> Fablemans, and Michelle uh, Yeoh, Everything Everywhere. Okay. Can we talk Michelle about Williams this? Yeah. Carter, have you listened to the big picture episode where they talked about this? Yes, I have. Okay. So uh, this is an interesting thing. <laughs> Nobody's seen this movie. This um, is the wife what's it called? Sure. To Leslie? Uh, to, to Leslie. Leslie, yeah. So in you know recent days, though, there's been a bit of a surge uh, of support of this film. Uh, and it can kind of be traced back to a tweet penned by uh, Edward Norton a few days ago. I, I've got the tweet here. Dang. January 10th, Edward Norton. I don't post a lot about films or actor performances. Maybe I should more often. But for those interested in really great acting, I'll share that Andrea Riseborough's portrayal in to Leslie just knocked me sideways. It's about the most fully committed, emotionally deep, dot, 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 uh, new tweet, physically harrowing performance I've seen in a while, just raw and utterly devoid of performative BS. It's a tough, but really elegant and compassionate film by Michael Morris, where the emotion is really earned. I happened to catch it and wow, I was really staggered by it, dot, 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 new tweet. The depth she reached, very rare, Jesus. check it out. So, um. Shout out Edward Norton for, I guess, putting everybody on and, and kind of starting this social media push that I think then a ton of other actors also were tweeting about and, oh, awards, Andrea Riseborough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I guess it's come to fruition. Best actress, it was Nam. so smart because no one talked about it all year. And then right when the voting window opened, Edward Norton sent that little tweet. And for five days, everyone was talking about it while the voting window was open. <laughs> And it's just, uh, I think it just proves that the Academy is once again, just a, it's just a club full of actors who are just like, Oh yeah, let's get behind this person. So. Yeah. I don't even think the, they pushed for any of the like awards for it either to no. my knowledge. Well, now I got to watch this movie. So yeah, I uh, rented it today. So I'll be watching it oh, tonight. Boy. Nice. Let us know how it Help is this coming. Okay. Yikes. Wow. All right. Should we move into the last but not least? Yeah. Best um... picture. Whoa. Why do you seem so sad? Well, yeah, yeah. because I don't think I'm going to win. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. You don't uh, know that. I'm down yeah. two right now. Um, I do feel pretty confident that neither of Carter pick, Carter's picks yeah. are going to get in. But <laughs> I'm also not feeling too hot about mine. Um, my two picks, one, Banshees of Inishirin, which has a good shot to win this award. Um, definitely in, in the running in the top three right now, I think. For sure. um, then I also went Wakanda Forever. Yes, it's gotten a little bit of love which maybe gives it a shot, but it's a sequel. It's a year of a lot of sequels. I think Top Gun and Avatar are going to get into the sequels. I don't know. We'll see. Triangle of Sadness? I, I don't know. Yeah, not feeling great. I'm not feeling great at all about my first <laughs> one, which was The Sun, 
which good God, Carter, get your head in the game. Terrible pick. I was riding off the high of Florian Zeller and the success of the father. Was hoping to see similar stuff here. Not the case. My second one was women talking. And uh, I don't feel great not seeing a director or a, or any acting. Any, uh, I mean, no nominations at all, right? <laughs> was there a screenplay? Did I miss that? Was there I think there screenplay? was one for women talking. Yeah. Okay. So I don't feel good about that either. We'll see if one if that sneaks in. Last it was adapted year, screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Yeah. Last year I picked Nightmare Alley as my sleeper pick, and I feel like a similar case for maybe women talking. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. So maybe it'll be blonde, and I'll kill myself. So I'll go to Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very surprised if uh, blonde or women talking uh, get nominated for being honest. Also, I, I completely forgot, but um, it looks like I owe Corbin 40 bucks because there's no way the woman king is Oh, not- just you wait, baby. <laughs> but, uh, that's fun. I ended up going with Top Gun Maverick, which I feel fairly confident about. And then I also, uh, with Corbin, picked Wakanda Forever. I don't think it's going to get nominated. Obviously, the expansion of, of 10 films helps its chances a little bit, but I think there, there was a lot of other movies that were much better this year. But... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take one last point, I guess, and go home happy. All right. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Ooh. Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Woman Talking. Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Never underestimate women. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Well, we all, was, we all got the one. Only nom, the only nom we got was best picture? No, it got, it got adapted screen. And adapted screenplay, yeah. Fair. Still. Still. Sadness snuck in there. Sadness. Yeah, that's an Academy favorite this year, I guess. Wow. So I have the final scores. Coming in in third place, who improved? I got to say he improved from Everybody three to seven. Cody. Then uh, we have another improvement in second place from eight, I believe, to 11. It's Corbin. And the guy who didn't do better and didn't do worse, it's Carter at 13. Consistency is key, boys. <laughs> <laughs> great, uh, great stuff. I just want to say everything everywhere all at once had the most nominations at 11. Pretty cool. nice. Yeah. That's dope. Good for them. Is that yeah. the front runner now? Is that best picture? contender probably i would love to see it happen it'd be cool i would love to also i'd also be cool with the tar rise up let's push it not (laughs) elvis i'm i don't get it man i don't get elvis how many noms did i get jackson do you know Elvis, off the top of my head i i didn't tally it but it's a lot six or seven at least i think yeah goodness again it's a it's a movie about a guy the dead famous guy who didn't give an oscar for blue hawaii or whatever and when he was alive yeah. so <laughs> yeah so after like, honestly i don't know yeah so after hearing these nominations are are we excited about the oscars are we feeling i'm looking forward to the ceremony i i gotta say this might be the most excited i've been in a long time for the oscars they've got the populist movies in there with you mm-hmm. know top gun and avatar and you know, they got the Academy staples of things they like, like Banshees and the Fablemans and things like that. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel's back to host. So I think it's oh, yeah. going to feel like the the good old days. But I think more people will tune in, maybe. 
but they should have nominated Tom Cruise. Then everyone would tune in. That's my thought. Scientology, man. Yeah, you got to get that Scientology <laughs> niche. I think Probably film on Mission Impossible. I think they did a pretty good job for the most part. There's definitely some things, you know, that there's some people I would like to see get in, and maybe we'll talk more about that um, tomorrow and or for you guys' episode. Yeah. And as we pick, we'll kind of discuss that. But I think for the most part, they got it pretty right. I think more right than most years. So um, this is pretty cool. Good job, Academy, I guess. You missed out on the Woman King, though. Sure. And, and Nope. Nope with zero nominations, yeah. which I think is maybe the biggest snub of this season. And Who White knows? Noise, too, Jackson. Your and favorite White, movie. Hey, I honestly, I think... If it got some nominations, I wouldn't even be mad because it's not for me, but it's a well-executed movie. I can't, I can't disagree. All quiet on the Western front. Netflix spent yeah. their marketing ah. differently. I think that's that's cool. a lot of these are also available on streamer, which is super nice. So, like, go check these out. You know, if they put, put Tar on Peacock sooner, I think it would have had a better chance. But <laughs> the Peacock numbers from the three people who have it would uh, really boost it. Hey, Jackson, man. you seen Tar I, yet? I haven't. Oh, Go check it out. Peacock. Is it on you gotta, Peacock? Got to become a Tar Heel, buddy. Oh, God, there you go. <laughs> North Carolina, rise up. I do have Peacock. You can use my account if you want. Okay. I think it's free. Good job. Peacock. Oh, it is? <laughs> maybe, I need to watch The Office watch again. It. What am yeah. I not doing? <sighs> all right, guys. Let's move on to uh, congratulations, Carter, first of all. I don't think we yeah. said the winner gets anything. So you just get, I just get pride. rub it in our face again. <laughs> I'll just go watch the Sea Beast, and that'll be my greatest reward. You guys got to uh, do Stalker again. And you know what, Jackson? <laughs> next yeah. year, you you want to participate because I feel like Cody. I'd needs, love to. Cody needs oh, somebody maybe. to beat. Cody needs somebody to beat. <laughs> oh, let's do it. I need some competition. Yeah. Or does Cody get relegated and Jackson comes in? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <has> to host. It'd <laughs> be fun. I'm down for whatever. So, if Cody no. had gotten three again, he would have definitely been. Removed he would have been relegated. <laughs> All right, I say next year, if I get less than uh, six or seven, however I got, then I'm officially relegated, I would say. Next year, all the categories, Jackson's in. Let's hit it. Let's oh, go. baby. Excited. But we got a ways to go till then. And for now, we got to do a, we have a pod algorithm. Our next and final category of the day where I draw a card and then we just talk about it for a short, quick period of time, 30 seconds. And uh, the movie today is Suicide Squad. <gasps> the regular one? Not the Suicide Squad. Suicide oh. Squad. Um, Cody, take it away. Suicide oh, Squad. Talking about, what are we, some sort of Suicide Squad? <laughs> uh, this movie sucks. Uh, I actually rewatched it, I think, like a, a year ago almost. The first time since it was out in theaters. Uh you know, Jared Leto, Joker, I feel like on paper kind of makes sense. But the, I feel like the editing kind of takes away his performance in the, like, three scenes he's in. And that was pretty much in all the trailers, too. But, yeah, I don't like this movie. Margot Robbie's the, the one awesome spot. And we got a cool sequel from James Gunn. So, could be worse. Yeah, speaking of Oscars, Oscar winner Suicide <laughs> Squad. Um, Man, I hyped this movie up so much to my friends when it was coming out. Because it's just an IP that I really like. The trailers looked great. And then they decided to use the trailer house to cut this movie. And it is shit, um, sadly. And man, Jared Leto Morbius, I just saw that. He can't act. Get him out of there. We're done with him. No more Academy Award winner Jared no Leto. Exactly. We're <laughs> done with him. Um, yeah. I don't know. Killer Croc was kind of cool looking. And Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is goaded forever. 
and Viola Davis. Uh, Panic at the Disco had a great cover of Bohemian Rhapsody on the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> that so that, well. that was neat. Um, Will Rest Smith, in peace, Panic at the Disco. Yeah, they yeah, just disbanded today. today. They just disbanded, which is confusing <laughs> because it's only Brendan Williams. It's only one guy. Still, so I don't know what's going on there. But anyway. Uh, it's like a Suicide Tame Impala situation. <laughs> yes, it is. Suicide Squad is bad. Um, Will Smith, I think, had a lot of potential as this character if this yeah. was to continue about the James Gunn DC is coming in. I don't think maybe he'll carry over Will Smith. I don't know. I think Margot Robbie will, will stick with it, but I don't know what the Lady Gaga stuff is going to be and Joker. What's going on with that? Anyway, this is an abomination to the eyes, but it is an Oscar winner for makeup and hairstyling. So shout out Suicide Squad. Uh, this movie did give us Viola Davis in the DC EU for the first time, which is a positive. True. Yeah. Um, otherwise mostly negatives all across the board um i do like this better than other dc films um like which ones uh, well, batman versus superman man of steel most of them uh, most of the those are bad, but they're better. wonder woman 84 yeah maybe I, that's a close one that's a close one um but yeah i mean better this movie has you know will smith <laughs> and margot robbie like you said so at the very least it's got that and um david or tried obviously he got cut out by the old trailer house so what can you do I don't think an air cut can save this movie, to be oh, fair. Oh, no, I, I, I don't, don't think so either. But, I mean, he's the guy who gave us... Uh, Fury? N- what's the Will's Bright? Bright. Oh, yeah. Fury right, is dope. Was... End of Watch Fury's is good. Amazing. Also, Fury Training good. Day and End of Watch. Like, there are some good... He's done yeah. good movies, but... Yeah. All right, and then uh, lastly, recommendations. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. People, what, what do you want to recommend to uh, the listeners? I got one. I'll start us off. Um, yes. I checked out Barbarian this week on yes. HBO Max. And oh my God, I'm not a horror movie guy, but I love this movie. It is scary. The commentary is amazing. Justin Long is hilarious. It's great. It's It's got amazing editing. I'm all in for it. Super scary. Super fun. Barbarian. Some good Reagan stuff in that. Yeah, uh, I'll go now. Um, I would recommend since it got a lot of noms today, and I don't think a lot of people knew about it until it started getting buzz. All Quiet on the Western Front is an amazing movie. Uh, it's a remake of a Best Picture winner, if that does anything for you, back in Ooh. 1930s. Uh, but definitely told from a different perspective, from the German perspective. It's a long watch, but it's on Netflix, and it's uh, an intense watch, and I would highly recommend it. Um, and also, shameless plug, check out the Rough Cut Retrospective, uh, mm-hmm. where we talk about movies and TV and stuff. We're doing our Oscar nom episode, as Corbin mentioned, uh, this week. We also and, oh. just did a fantasy draft last week. So back-to-back yeah. episodes with you guys and um, having a fun little competition with that. Indeed, indeed. So and tune in on our updates, our weekly updates of that for the uh, the Fantasy Filmography Season 2 which is fun. We got these guys in and it's going to be a hell of a year watching these movies. And, uh, and yeah, and I don't recommend the sun, which I saw this week. <laughs> but that's all for me. Cody. Yeah. Both uh, really good. I think uh, barbarian is one of my favorites there too. And I'm not a horror guy at all either. And uh, yeah, all quite unless we're front. I think it deserves to be in that uprush on a uh, best picture. hundred percent. I-, I have two small wrecks uh, that I checked out this week. Both TV. Uh, I watched that '90s show, um, Ooh. the new uh, you know reboot on Netflix of obviously that '70s show. 
Uh, I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's definitely just pretty much nostalgia from that '70s show. Uh, but they bring back um, Eric and Donna's kid, and her name's Leia, which I love. And she's basically just like a mini Eric Foreman. But uh, you know the plot's whatever, and then the acting's okay. But I don't know <laughs> if I'd recommend it if you haven't seen the original, basically. But I kind of liked it, so hopefully they keep. Uh, but anyways, the other thing I I started watching this week is The Boys, which Corbin has nice. been on me uh, to start watching. I believe I'm on episode six now, and I started it just a couple days ago, so trying to burn through it pretty quickly. But uh, I love it so far. I mean, the, the characters are great. Uh, the Deep might be my favorite. Just the scene of wow. him trying to... <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, not, not, not the worst, way, but... to be fair, but... Not, oh, man. not like I like him. He's one of the more interesting characters. characters. Yeah, that's true. The scene of him trying to uh, get the dolphin out of, like, SeaWorld, and then it all goes <laughs> I forgot about long. that. I was dying at that scene, but uh, yeah, I got uh, Carl Urban with an accent. Can't complain. So I'll keep us updated on that. But that's all I had this week. A I bit like of the, a Tom Cruise arc in that show as well. I like that yeah, we're shouting sure. out. Uh, they're shouting him out for an accent when that's just his that's his, his voice. voice. <laughs> different accent. Different accent. He's Australian. He's doing Cockney. I think. Sure. Technically, that's like not, it might as well be the same thing, right? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He says cunt a lot. That's all I know. Shout out to Boy. For me, I watched a couple 2020 releases with a little bit of a a rollover into the new year here. Um, Alice Darling, which is this Anna Kendra, like real slow burn drama. Doesn't really feel like a movie that would get made today, but um, very interesting, kind of about psychological abuse and the effects that it has on your mental health. Anna Kendrick's really good in it, and I would actually recommend checking it out, especially in a time when there's not a lot of great stuff in theaters. Um, if it's near you, definitely check it out. Um, and then when you finish Saving the World, which is a Jesse Eisenberg in his Lady, uh, Lady Bird era, I guess, essentially, but using Indiana as his like pseudo growing up place, which is kind of interesting. All four of us are from Indiana. so It's set in our hometown. It's in Bloomington. Yeah, yeah. Seeing it in that kind of perspective, um, Jesse Eisenberg has this weird fetishization for Indiana and Bloomington specifically. His wife's from there. I could tell you why. His wife lives there. <laughs> he lives yeah, there. I know he lives there. He's a big IU guy. He used <laughs> yeah. to get tickets all the time. Yeah, you know, Jesse Eisenberg, cool. this is... <sighs> Finn Wolford's playing an asshole. Jillian Moore's doing weird stuff with kids. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting movie. Um, and then uh, Infinity Pool. I, I got to go see that last night. Um, mm. It's weird. It's less body horror creepy than I expected and more psychedelic LSD trippy stuff, which is cool. Um, drips. Mixed in with that. And, and yeah, there's... Um, Apparently, what they show, apparently, because it premiered at Sundance on Sunday, and it was an NC-17 cut of the movie, and I guess they removed 90, sec- 90 seconds to get it to rated R, but I don't know. It's still pretty rough in the theatrical cut, so, um, but yeah, check out Infinity Pool. Mia Groff is great. Um, they did a Q&A afterwards with uh, Brandon Cronenberg, Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goff. Always cool to see him in person. But I think they were just a little bit tired because they had done another Q&A before that, had flown from Sundance that morning, Jeez. had the premiere the last. I, I felt bad for them. They're on the tour right now. So you're saying that they did terrible in the q They were not the most charismatic. <laughs> I, will, I will give you that. But it was the oh, second showing man. of the night. They had like literally just done a Q&A and then went to the next one. And, did uh, you ask a question? Uh, it was like a, and it was a, 
moderated one with like a critic who no offense oh. to him wasn't the most eloquent at times um Damn. so yeah it wasn't you should have asked my favorite the scars guard you should have asked if he could fight all the other scars guards at once because i bet he could he did crawl in on his hands and knees with a dog collar on um which was no so way oh that's yes. awesome yeah what a guy yeah. Has nothing to do with the movie either. It was kind of weird. <laughs> That's how he travels Just everywhere. Thing. Just as thing. <laughs> we'll definitely go check out the Rough Cut Retrospective. Check out our episode there. Yeah. Check out all of the episodes we've done over there. And then I guess if you want to keep listening to the other stuff, you can. <laughs> um, but I mean, there should be enough to keep you at least busy with the ones we've done. That's true. Um, but no, they do great stuff. I really enjoyed the Avatar episode you guys did. I enjoyed the uh, awards episode you guys did at the end of the year. And uh, of course... Cody has shouted out before, but the prestige coverage was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, really quick too. I got to say, Cody's take on Nope is maybe my favorite movie take of the year. I just got to give him credit. I think he's amazing. Great commentary from Cody. Corbin, you're doing all right too, buddy. Wow. Keep it up. Yeah. I'm always striving to be more like Cody. <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Yeah, no thank problem. you guys for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you for it's having us. Yeah, we're, we're delighted as always. Love you. Trade me your movies. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.